Our parents tell us that there are no such thing as monsters. It calms us down when we are restless children and cannot get to sleep. After they have made all of those checks under the bed and in the closet, we accept that it is the truth. But every year, all over the world, people report that they have seen something scary, something that has terrified them, something that cannot be explained. Who is he? What is he? He is said to be unnaturally tall, up to about seven feet, with a powerful, muscular body. He has no hair, no eyebrows or eyelashes, and wears a one-piece suit that is made from some sort of reflective material. His lifeless, black, bead-like eyes are set wide apart on either side of his slit-like nose, and he always seems to appear in the dead of night to terrorize his victims. But most disturbingly of all is his inhumanely wide grin. It's as though his face has been sliced open as the grin stretches from ear to ear, exposing his enormous teeth. But it's not a smile of openness or friendship, but rather an expression of evil intent, and always accompanied by an all-consuming feeling of absolute terror and dread. There have been many reports of the grinning man appearing over the years, and every one of the witnesses has spoken of how disturbing these meetings were, and how the images of the grinning man has haunted their dreams ever since. The following are just four accounts from the many hundreds that have been told of encounters with the grinning man over the years. Martin Munov and James Yanchetis were two teenage boys who had just enjoyed an evening at the cinema. It was 9.45pm on October the 11th, 1966. They lived in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and they were sauntering along 4th Street, talking about the movie that they had just seen. They turned onto another road so they could walk beneath the New Jersey Turnpike to make their way home. Suddenly the atmosphere changed and they both felt uneasy. It was dark under the bridge and with the traffic thundering overhead, it felt oppressive and sinister. Nevertheless, they both pushed on walking as quickly as they could to get out from beneath the bridge and were relieved when they finally did. Their route was now linked by a chain-linked fence with a steep slope on the other side. Just as the boys emerged from beneath the turnpike, James noticed that there was a figure of a man standing in the bushes on the other side of the fence. James nudged Martin. Who's that? He asked his friend. Martin turned to look. The man was incredibly tall and well-built, but seemed to be wearing a reflective suit. He didn't see the boys at first, and instead he stared, transfixed on the house across the street. After a few seconds, he turned to look at the boys. They were terrified to see his horrific, grinning face. Panicked, they both ran away as fast as their legs would carry them, and the grinning man never moved. He just stood there, behind the fence, grinning and watching. On the same night, just 40 miles north of Elizabeth, a UFO encounter was reported. Just three weeks later, and only 500 miles away, Woodrow Darenberger, a sewing machine salesman, was driving home along Interstate 77, a strange-looking vehicle appeared out of nowhere and rushed straight at Woodrow. He slammed on his brakes to avoid hitting the vehicle head-on. In the glow of his own headlights, he had a clear view of the strange craft. A hatch opened in the side of the vehicle and a tall figure emerged. Woodrow described the figure as dark-skinned and wearing a reflective suit. He had beady, wide-set eyes and a large, creepy grin. The grinning man walked up to Woodrow and began to ask him questions telepathically. He asked about the area and the people that lived nearby, 
and told Woodrow that his name was Indrid Cold. He thanked Woodrow for his answers and then left. December 1966 was a particularly traumatic month for the Lily family. Suddenly, and for no apparent reason, poltergeist activity had begun to manifest in their home. Much of the activity seemed to centre around their youngest daughter, Linda. It was the middle of the night on the 14th of December when Linda ran, terrified and screaming, into her parents' bedroom. She said that a clicking sound had awoken her, so she sat up in bed and there was a horrifying figure standing at the bottom of the bed watching her. She said she had tried to scream, but that no sound would come out of her mouth, and there was a big man standing there, grinning at her. He walked around the bed and stood over Linda, the ever-present grin fixed on his face as he stared down at her. Terrified Linda hid under the covers. When she finally plucked up enough courage to peep out, the grinning man was gone. Her parents immediately checked her room and the rest of the house, but they couldn't find any sign of an intruder. Linda would not sleep in her own bed for weeks after the incident. And then, just as abruptly as it had started, the poltergeist activity stopped. The Lily family never experienced anything unusual again. This encounter happened just two weeks before the Mothman sightings began in nearby Point Pleasant. And many have wondered whether there could be a connection between the incidents. In November 1972, Alan McRae and his wife, Mary Elizabeth, lived in a very comfortable, happy life in the small village of Dunkeld in Scotland. It was a peaceful area, just on the edge of the beautiful Kengorms National Park. The couple's children had long since grown up and moved away, but they enjoyed the solitude and remoteness of their cottage. At 9pm, as was their usual routine, Mary and Alan retired to bed. Mary closed the curtains and they settled down to read for an hour before they turned out the lights and settled down to sleep. Mary awoke in the early hours of the morning. She was laying on her front, struggling to breathe, and although she could open her eyes, she could not move or speak. She could hear a constant clicking sound that grew louder and louder until it became so loud that it was hurting her eardrums. Looking towards the window, she could see that the curtains were now open, and she could see a tiny movement out of the corner of her eye. There in the bottom left corner of the window pane, she saw a face staring at her with its dark, beady eyes. All the while, the face wore a fixed, malevolent grin. Horrified, Mary tried to scream, but as desperately as she tried, she found herself transfixed by the grinning man's stare, unable to make a noise or look away. Eventually, after what seemed like hours to Mary, she blacked out. The next morning, Mary awoke, suffering from the most sickening headache that took over a week to finally dissipate. Mary died at the ripe old age of 94 in 2013. She would often tell the story of her night of terror with the grinning man, a night she could never forget. In 1987, a family vacation ended in terror. On their way back from their break to San Francisco, a family of four, mum, dad, and two teenagers, decided to go along scenic highway 101 so they could drive alongside the ocean as they traveled home. That night, they saw a huge green ball of light in the sky that appeared to follow their car down the highway. They were not scared, but were fascinated and excited by the lights. They arrived home and the light just flew off into the sky and disappeared. The next day, the two teenagers were sitting on their porch when they saw a man staring at them from across the street. He was dressed in a black suit and had the scariest looking grin on his face. 
The children were horrified, and the girl ran into the house to tell her father, but when he came outside to look for the man, he had gone. The girl felt as though there was something terrible wrong with the man that she had seen, something inhuman. The encounter haunted her for the rest of her life. So be aware, you could be next. Is he watching you from afar, hidden in the shadows? Maybe from the corner of your street when you walk home alone at night? Or from over the fence behind your house, just waiting for you to turn out the lights? And when you are finally tucked up in bed, warm and comfortable, breathing evenly in a deep sleep, and at your most vulnerable, maybe then the grinning man will finally come for you and stand at the bottom of your bed to watch you sleep.